0: Life Audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine, and today we have on our very special guest, Jody Nisnik. She is the host of the So Much More Creating Space for God podcast, also affiliated with Life Audio. I loved her recent episode, How to Prepare Your Heart for Easter. I felt like it was just so motivating to get in the Lent spirit. I have a confession to make, and that is that I have not always celebrated Lent and just listening to this episode really just brought back the desire to do that. Um, And so I just really encourage you to listen to it. Her podcast is also really great because there's two parts to it. There's the Monday piece, which is the scripture meditation, where she pulls in the scripture and you just meditate on it and you have a chance to do so. And then Wednesday is the conversation piece of it, where they really pick apart that scripture. So I just really encourage you to listen to her uh, podcast as well. And she also has a website, jodimisnick.com, where you can actually sign up for a free Lent journal and other resources as well. So I encourage you to check her out if you haven't already. And without further ado, we'll get into this episode where we talk about her story of faith and just some things that God has been teaching her lately. So after a few words from our sponsors, we'll get right into listening to Jody's story.
1: And I loved summer camp and I was, my parents were able to send me to a summer camp. And so when I was 13, I went to an all girls camp in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina, which is just this majestic, gorgeous setting to be in and a place just to have fun and be carefree and be a kid and run around. And it was there around a campfire that one of the counselors presented the gospel to me and presented it in a way that was, God was offering me a gift. And if I wanted that gift, all I had to do was reach out and, you know, kind of in my mind, accept the gift. And, um, and so I remember laying there and looking up at the stars and I told you I was 13. My parents had been divorced for some years now And I was a bit of a wild child before I got to this place. And I had lived a lot of life for a 13 year old. I knew when they talked about, um, sin, I knew sin. I knew I was a long way from God and I wanted to be different and I wanted to be better. So even before they presented the gospel to me, I knew something was broken And I knew I didn't want to keep living the way that I was looking for, you know, affirmation in other people and in boys and in doing things that were crazy. And so I knew I wanted to stop that. So I remember laying there on the stars and under the stars and thinking, okay, Jesus, if you're real, then I do want to accept this gift from you. And it was a transformative, beautiful moment in my life. And it, it really was the, the moment that he entered in and, and I became a believer. It was really sweet.
0: That's cool. Would you say your life like, uh, changed after that or like, was it kind of immediate or more of a slow process? Would you say?
1: Well, I would say that I tried to change my life Mm -hmm. and I went back into a home that the internet did not exist at this point. And so there was no Bible in my home and no way to actually look up a Bible. I suppose I could have gone to the library or the bookstore and bought one, but I couldn't drive either. So, you know, there was just no I didn't have any way to actually get to know God. We also moved that summer, which was, I think, a gift of grace for me in many ways, because I had to completely sever all of my friendships. We moved from Georgia to Michigan. So there was, you know, outside of a long distance phone call and you used to have to pay by the minute for those things. There was no keeping friendships going. So I got to start over and I got to be a different person because they, these new friends in Michigan didn't know who I was before. So. I did find better friends, better influences in my life, but I still didn't know anything about God. And what I assumed about God is that he was a really angry, stern father and that he was, you know, always upset with me anytime I did anything wrong. So I got into this cycle with God of coming back to him, begging him to take me back and then feeling like I did something wrong and then coming back and groveling before God. And, you know, I now as an adult, I look back and I think, gosh, you thought God was this abusive person that would just shun you the moment you did anything wrong, which is so far from the truth. So did my life change? It took some time. It took actually me going to college. And when I was 19, I mean, there was some growth before then I I got involved in young life in high school and that was just God's grace and mercy and kindness to me to send this ministry to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't until college when I really got into a Bible study and really started learning how to read the Bible that my life started to really change. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's really, really cool. Thank you for sharing all that. And I know you're pretty much already touching on this, but have there been like other experiences that you've had in your life that have helped shape or change your view of God along the way, or even a significant event or season of life?
1: Yeah. So I would say it was starting with this journey in college and starting to grow and read my Bible and starting to understand who God was and really wanting to be committed to him, wanting to just be all in. And so I kind of, I made that commitment, but I still didn't really understand who God was. I still carried with me this remnant of him being this really angry father and just constantly putting me aside because I was never going to measure up to his standard. That is what I thought in my head. And so it wasn't until I had gotten married and we had actually moved down to Dallas, which is where we live now. And we started going to a church where the pastor had such a gift to be able to teach scripture. And he started helping me see that we live in this new covenant time. We live in this time of grace because of Jesus. And the image I had of God of being kind of angry and always putting me aside was because I didn't know how to understand and read scripture and we no longer lived in this place of judgment and having to make sacrifices for our sin, which was all of the old covenant, Old Testament way. And then when Jesus came, he was the sacrifice for our sins. And so this pastor helped me understand that we actually live in grace. We live in this different way with God. And so when I was messing up, And sinning still, because we're all, whether we're believers or not, we still sin. We still choose to do things our own way versus God's way, which is really what sin is. And God wasn't rejecting me or shunning me every time I did that. He wasn't, I didn't have to grovel to come back to him. Mm -hmm. His grace was sufficient for that. Jesus' blood covered over all of that. And so for me, it was really this movement of understanding of living under the law which was what i assumed of god to living under grace and that changed everything for me.
0: Oh my gosh, amen to that. That's that's beautiful. And um i do think that's where a lot of our faith journeys starts and it's it's so interesting because you know god is our father and and so much of our understanding of christianity comes down to who do we think he is? Who do we, or what do we think he thinks about us? Mm. Um, We're made in his image. So knowing who he is helps us understand ourselves. There's so much that boils down to understanding God, the father. Um, And you don't need to, to go into this deeply if you don't want to, but I am just curious, since you're kind of mentioning this, like, do, do you think, um, our relationship with like our earthly fathers can affect how we view God, the father, especially if we don't have much of an understanding of him prior to Mm -hmm. our faith.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only model we have is the earthly father to try and understand who our heavenly father is. And so I think no earthly father measures up to God. So, but I think as, new believers, we just impose that naturally upon our heavenly father. We, we, we assume that the things that made our dad mad are going to make God mad. We assume, especially if we had a really broken relationship with our father, I know that takes years and years and years for people to untangle and actually feel safe and loved by their heavenly father. So I do think We do impose that the brokenness of our human relationships onto God, even the assumptions of them, because it's not like my relationship with my dad was bad. He was not an abusive, you know, overly angry father. He was not perfect, but I just assumed that Mm. that that's who God was. And it was just a bad assumption. I just think maybe that's our human nature to assume, because it is too good to be true in so many ways. The way God loves us is too good to be true. And we really struggle to wrap our minds around how precious and beloved we are to him. And so I do think, yeah, it's just our human tendency. At least it's mine anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I think think that's so wisely said. It's too good to be true. And I think you're right. We just, we can't even like fully comprehend it. And we're not really supposed to, right? Because the, we're never going to measure up to the amazing, awesome being that God is. So we're not supposed to fully get it. But, um, I do think he gives us glimpses along the way where we can just stand in awe and be like, wow, okay, this is really who we're worshiping here and he's worthy of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think as soon as we think we've got God figured out, we're wrong (laughs) because we are, we are, you know, I always like to think, It's like looking down at a little ant and then, you know, I'm holding this ant in my hand and them trying to understand me. There's just no possible way. They can't understand me that the creature, not that I've created the ant, but you know, the the creature cannot understand the create the creator. Now we have the revealed word of God. There are so many things we can know about God, which is why it's so important for us to spend time with him, to spend time in his word you know, to get to know him because there is so much we can know and understand about God, but we won't be able to figure him out because he's God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other piece of it too, you know, and I th- I think you were kind of touching on this as well, is that maybe it's not even always our understanding of our earthly father, but just what society is telling us and culture. Because right. society and culture and even, you know, church culture and religion tells us a lot about who God is too. And so sometimes we get it misconstrued. Um, and so you're right, like spending time with him personally is really one of the best ways that we're ever gonna get to understand him and have that under- that deeper relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, with that said for you personally, like just in your times with him right now, um, has he been teaching you anything or or pointing you to any specific, you know, verses or, or teachings lately that have really been sticking out to you?
1: Well, there's two things that I would say here. One is the thing that he just consistently has brought out in my life. And that's become somewhat of a life verse for me, And that's Ephesians 2.10. And it says that we're his workmanship, that we're created in Christ Jesus to do good work, which God prepared in advance for us to do.
0: Hmm.
1: He has consistently drawn me to that verse. And I love it because it goes back to the grace and the acceptance and the love that God has for us. But it's not just so that we can stay where we are. It's because he has called us to something good and better. And so for me, this verse is about the inside out transformation that God does in our lives. So you had asked earlier, did anything change when you became a believer? Well, there was a lot of effort for me that I put into trying to be better. And I think when we put a lot of effort into trying to be better, we can be better for a season. We can we can maybe have some good willpower for a time, but unless there is a heart change or a heart transformation that happens, we actually aren't different. We're just maybe imposing a different behavior upon ourselves. And so as I came to know him more, as I came to know his grace and his love, as I came to be accepted, no, I was accepted more and more by him and started to spend more time in his word. I noticed that he was changing me on the inside. So for example, I really struggled with anger. Um, I just had a, you know, a short fuse and, and and the temper would go quickly. And this was something that I did not like about myself. And so I started just spending more and more time with God, knowing his character more and praying about this and asking him help me change. So of course there were some good tools I could use and, you know, count to 10 and do all the things, but what I noticed is the more time I spent with him, I became different. And actually the anger became less and it had less and less of a hold on mm. me because I spent more time with him. So where this Ephesians two ten verse plays into all of that is that I then, because there was this inside out transformation happening, I wanted to know, well, then God, what am I supposed to do with my life? What do I, how do I live in, you know, in this grace that you've given me? And that's where he brought me to this verse and it's, he has created the good work in advance for me to do. I don't have to go find the good work. I don't have to make up the good work. All I have to do is follow him. So not only is he changing me from the inside out, he's actually just laying before me small steps of obedience every day that lead me into the good work that he created in advance for me to do. And when I'm walking in that, There's just so much joy and freedom and, um, yeah, and just contentment to know I'm still not going to get it all right all the time, but I do believe that I am walking on the path that God wants me to walk on and that there's just so much like a, a load and a burden off because of that.
0: Hi everyone. We're going to take a quick break and after a few words, more sponsors, we'll be back to hear more. That is really freeing. And especially, you know, I, I even think of, of younger people who are like trying to figure out what to do with their life. You know, he, I know you said you really started walking with the Lord in college. So did I. That's part of my story as well. And it was Kind of confusing because it was like, okay, so now what, like, Mm -hmm. what do I do with this? Like, and it can feel a little bit overwhelming. And so I love that you, you really make it a lot less complicated where it's like, he's already decided it. So you just get to walk in it and maybe Mm -hmm. ask for the next step and let him kind of paint the picture for you. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and he's been doing that and he's faithful. And I would say that's what he's teaching me today, even is to just trust him that his plan is always going to be better than my plan. And, um, and his will is good. So I've had a lot of really hard things happen in my life. Um, hard things happen. I I have two grown daughters. We've been through really, really hard seasons just because we're all human (laughs) and we struggle But as a parent, when you see your, your children struggle in such significant ways, it's, it's just heart wrenching and hard. And, and then there's also just been personal tragedy in my life. And so I say, it's not all sunshine and roses and unicorns when we follow God, but what he will promise to do is bring us through all the circumstances, be present with us in them. And he will provide everything we need in the moments that we need them. Not before, not the imagined scenarios that we come up with, but he has just been teaching me to just trust him, keep trusting him because his plan is really the best plan. And, And he will, and he will carry us through anything that comes our way.
0: Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's really, really encouraging. I, I love that you shared that with us. And, and I want to point people to just as we wrap up here, um, you have a podcast, speaking of a plan that you've stepped into that God has kind of laid out for you. Um, but it's called So Much More. Is that That's the podcast name?
1: hmm yeah. yeah
0: yeah and it's um actually affiliated with life audio as well. I just listened to the episode How to Prepare Your Heart for Easter with Aaron. is it Damiani Damiani?
1: Damiani. yeah, he's great mhm
0: yeah so i I loved it, and it was really um just kind of like a kick in the pants for me to even just prepare for Lent in a maybe a different way. It was
1: can oh, I just ahead. say too about the podcast? It's actually there's two parts, and one is a scripture meditation. And so I'm offering people an opportunity just to let me walk you through a scripture, a guided kind of scripture and prayer experience. And so this conversation with Aaron, we meditated on a passage in Matthew four, which is Jesus being led into the wilderness to fast for 40 days. That, which is such a great passage to prepare us for Lent. And so, and then Aaron and I had that conversation. So it's two parts. Um, so just if you're curious.
0: Yeah, it's it's fabulous. So I really hope people um you know, add that to your list of podcasts because it's it's very good. And I I do I, I felt very encouraged by it. Um and then your website is great. You have a free lent journal I saw on there. I just signed up for it. So that's um really nice to prepare. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, well, it just it walks you along all the scriptures that were in for this season, gives you space to kind of journal your thoughts as you're going through the scripture meditation experiences and a place to pray. And so, yeah, it's just a tool, a resource to help you be intentional in this season of Lent.
0: I love that. Especially as a new mom, I have just found that trying to come up with my own um, content for reflection is, is very difficult. I mean, obviously I can open up my Bible and, you know, read through a chapter or something but sometimes i i appreciate being guided through something so i'm really excited to to check this out and i i'm looking forward to that thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of sparkle speak as always you can find us at sparklefaith.com you can also check out lifeaudio.com which is um our network sponsor you can find other podcasts just like this one and as always you can find us on instagram don't forget to rate subscribe leave comments tell someone you know about um, sparkle speak in our episodes if there's an episode that you've listened to that you think someone would relate to share it with them i love just encouraging one another in this crazy kingdom of God that we're all a part of. I just love it so much. So thank you again for being here. And we will chat with you next time on Sparkle Speak.
1: Life Audio presents Bridges with Monica Schmelter.
0: That We have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ. And to know that we have that, right? And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? Right? Because sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it.
1: Continue listening on lifeaudio.com or wherever you find your podcast.